0: Today on the Delegator Daily, Daily Thought, we're going to look at a piece by Victor Davis Hanson, and it is troubling because it's true, it's the third worldization of America, which I believe is the goal ultimately of the left is to bring down America, destroy America, so that America isn't a beacon anymore of hope for nations. It's not going to be a role model for nations that want to get better and, and, and unimpoverish people and free people. And for people who want to live in a free country, it's going to be, if the left has their way, more of a this is the same old, same old, because the left worships at the altar of mindless equality. Equality is the goal. Equality of poverty is equality, isn't it? And much easier to achieve than Equality of uh, excellence or enrichment, because you're never going to get those. All the things that go into making a great country, competition, free enterprise, all of that stuff has to go, individualism has to go to really get equality. We're going to look at, uh, well, a very foolish argument for the governor of Pennsylvania vetoing permitless carry in that state, and has to do with race. And again, it's just like everything else the gun control crowd comes up with. It's absolutely morally and intellectually bankrupt. We've got some good news from Arizona State University, the Sun Devils. Some students had demanded Cal Rittenhouse not be allowed to attend, even online, the University of Arizona State. And, well, Arizona State University has basically told these little, little Nazi wannabes these new-age brown shirts to get stuffed and shut up. And we know that the the black supremacist trash, Black Lives Matter-worshipping killer in Waukesha, Wisconsin, who used an SUV to kill multiple people to carry out a terror attack, basically, we know he was given the soft treatment by DAs and allowed to walk after multiple, multiple, multiple violent felonies Uh, out on bail, and a few days later, this attack happened. But would you believe that uh, our vice president, the worst vice president in history, I believe, and the only human being with less less, uh, likability than Hillary Clinton, less charisma than Hillary Clinton, would you believe Kamala Harris might have had something to do with that? We'll look into that, all that, and more today on the Daily Gator. Daily Thoughts, it's time to kick this pig, my friends. So let's get into this, my friends. Let's go to campus reform first. Uh, The Arizona State University has rejected student demands uh, and refuses to ban Kyle Rittenhouse from future enrollment. He's been enrolled at uh, ASU for online. Uh, for however long, but there were protests demanding that he not be allowed to attend either in person or online or any other way because the left is full of intolerant little fascists now. That's what they are. Uh, Addison Smith of Campus Form has this story. Just today after heated, the left's always heated, aren't they? student protests at Arizona State University, during which students demanded the school bar, Kyle Rittenhouse, from attending in the future. The school has refused to do so. Of course, their problem with Kyle Rittenhouse was, was based solely on their fascism. It had nothing, not the first thing to do with him doing anything wrong. He was He was arrested, he was charged, he stood trial, he was acquitted. Which means he is not guilty of the charges, and basically did nothing wrong. So why should the rest of his life be be burdened as much as possible? How does that please the left? And I know I'm not supposed to say left and fascist in the same sentence, right? If you think the fasc the fascists aren't leftists, you're crazy. And I'll get into that some future show. I believe Glenn Beck did a phenomenal teaching a little segment uh, a few years back about that. But anyway, they can't stand you to do anything differently than they would have you do. They are control freaks. And if you go out of bounds of the lines they draw for you and your speech and your life and everything else, then you are dead to them and you must be hounded to you are uh, no more. Uh, In a Thursday email to Campus Reform, an ASU spokesperson stated that Rittenhouse's application would be treated as any other would be. The left, of course, was angry over that. But isn't that equality? No No matter whose submission or application you get, you treat it the same as everyone else's. The left loves equality until they don't. As a university that measures itself by whom it includes and how they succeed, should he choose to seek admission in the future, his application will be processed as any other would be, the school told Campus Reform. Uh, Rittenhouse had unenrolled from the university between the original reports of his his enrollment and Monday, a move that the school says was made by Rittenhouse himself. Uh, There was a tweet here from the Students for Socialism ASU join us in rally against racist murderer Kyle Rittenhouse being permitted on our campus. Wednesday at 3.30 outside the Nelson's Fine Arts Center on campus. And there's a little picture of him with his AR-15. And it says, "Killer off our campus. What did What did Kyle Rittenhouse do that was racist? I'm still waiting for the left to explain that. He was attacked by one, two, three different white men. He shot in self-defense, clearly self-defense, all three of those men, and he killed two of them. How is this racist? Oh, I know. I forgot. I'm sorry. Everything is racist. Now, depending on if it suits the left to argue such. And they've got a list of demands that they made in their little tweet. Uh, one was to withdraw Kyle Rittenhouse from ASU, release a statement against white supremacy. Who the hell gives statements for white supremacy? Nobody, not even white supremacists. Well, they may, but let's face it, the 15 people that are into white supremacy in America, they really don't, don't probably can't read anyway. And racist murderer Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, he's was acquitted. And again, where's the racism? Reaffirm support for, for the multicultural center on campus as a space safe from white supremacy. Again, how do you make a, a space safe from a, an ideology? Now, if someone were to come in with white supremacy on his shirt and spouting white supremacy bullshit, then you would know he's a bigot, a moron, and, you know, basically... Just ignore him, walk away. But if someone just walks in and they're white, are they white supremacists? How would you know? Can you read their minds? You can't read their minds. This is nothing more than another effort to label people you feel are your enemy and to divide the country further and to gin up the hatred and division and anger because that's how the left uh, seizes power. Uh, They also wanted funding redirected from ASUPD, those are the police, to support the Multicultural Center and an establishment of a CARE Center on Campus. CARE spelled C-A-A-R-E. So obviously it stands for something I don't know and really I gotta be honest, I don't give the first flying Uh, you-know-what. And during the event, they were going to have a sign-making. Hey, y'all, we're going to have a sign-making up in this bit tonight. Yeah, you get to make your sign. You're going to have some magic markers, some of that chalk you draw on the sidewalk with. Hell, yeah, we going to have a good time. And every time somebody makes a sign, we all going to do a shot together and see how stupid we can get. Good God, grow up, people. Uh, the event was to be held in the Metro Room. On the the 29th of November. Man, so sorry I missed that one. I bet there was just hot chicks everywhere. Please. Uh, And they had demands that said that they didn't think Rittenhouse went through the proper admissions, uh, but was enrolled in two publicly available courses for this semester. University records show that he's now no longer enrolled, a status precipitated by his own actions, the school clarified. So, in other words, he took himself out for whatever reason. Uh, Maybe he doesn't want any more publicity. Uh, To me, I would advise him you got a chance to make some money here because that's the way America works now. Stay sincere to conservatism and you'll make money. Don't fall into the trap that some do. They get famous, they get some publicity, and all of a sudden it becomes about them. I don't like activists per se. Because too many times activists become one-dimensional. They so absorb with their issue that everything else goes away and they become unreasonable, untenable, and, and really rigid. And if they ever get on TV, get any media, get something like that, now they're trying too often, not all, to keep that going. That's what they're about. They're not about... Uh, the cause they're not about the issues they're not about securing second amendment rights or first amendment rights or freedom of religion or things or saving unborn babies they cease to be as much about that as they are promoting themselves and I'm not naming names there's a few people in media I'm thinking of but regardless uh, my advice to Mr. Rittenhouse was make some money hell yes man but stay true to your principles. Don't bend from them. Don't let anybody bend you from them. And you will uh, you will do well, I think. you certainly acquitted yourself very well under fire literally uh, in in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So best of luck to you and Arizona State, I, man, wouldn't it be great karma if all these little fascists, all these little dickweeds were expelled? Wouldn't it be great if the little made a demand to the dean of the school, the person in charge of the school, would have a meeting uh, in their office and say, here's the deal. You attend here, you obey certain rules, you will continue to attend here. But if you're really unhappy here and you think we should not allow certain speakers here, not allow people with different ideologies to attend here, then the thing that needs to change is you need to go somewhere else. So make up your mind, leave school. That's your choice. Stay in school, respect other people's rights. We don't ask you to give up your opinions, but just be respectful of others. Man, what a wonderful place it would be. What a, what a much better atmosphere that would be. No one would have to be afraid of saying the wrong thing or, or, Oh my god what if i accused of racism or white supremacy which are basically baseless charges the left throws out now to intimidate to frighten to scare what a wonderful place it'd be if the deans of the schools just said you know what no we're here to educate if you don't want to learn there's the door close it behind you please have a good life now what else can we talk about Well, I'm going to go here to bearing arms, my friends. The state of Pennsylvania, the legislature of Pennsylvania, has recently uh, passed a law for constitutional carry. Constitutional carry being you may, if you're a law-abiding citizen of age, and never been adjudicated as, as mentally unfit, in other words, if you would pass a background check to to uh, buy a weapon, you could carry it legally without a permit from the government. Fully in support of that, and Tom Knight at Bearing Arms points something out about this particular argument against it, because it looks like the governor of Pennsylvania will veto it and not allow it not allow it to pass. And. This is this is what he's talking about. Some lawmakers, he writes, in Pennsylvania think vetoing permitless carry in the state is some kind of, quote, win for black residents of the state. And, of course, it isn't in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Last month, the piece writes, the Pennsylvania House of Representatives debated a bill that ultimately was passed but will be vetoed by Governor Wolf. I don't know if his first name is big or bad, but it's Governor Wolf in Pennsylvania. And they write, thankfully, Senate Bill 565 would make Pennsylvania a permitless carry state, meaning you would not need a concealed carry permit across the Commonwealth or a permit to carry open or concealed in the city of Philadelphia. And why is that a good thing? Is it going to stop some nutcase from getting their hands on a gun and walking into a supermarket, a school, wherever, and starting to shoot people? Of course it won't. Just like allowing concealed carry didn't cause an increase. In fact, more and more people carrying firearms has overall led into a very sharp decline in violent crime until recently, and that's because basically you've got a bunch of DAs eh, into social justice, founded heavily by uh, the little Nazi bastard George Soros, who loathes America, uh, basically releasing pell-mell a bunch of violent felons and violent criminals that are committing more violence when they get let out of prison. Imagine that. Uh, So it's not, and also the kneecapping, the smearing, the degrading, the criticizing uh, law enforcement overall by many Democrats, many liberals, Has made uh, a lot of the good ones quit, take early retirement, get into a different field of work. There's a lot of reasons, but people carrying firearms legally, law-abiding people, carrying them with a permit, without a permit, open carry or whatever, those things have not increased violent crime at all. Stand your ground laws have not increased violent crime at all. The well, fact is there was a claim a few years ago specifically about Florida that said that since concealed care uh, since the, uh, the, not the background check, the uh, stand your ground law had passed, f- homicides were up in the state of Florida and along with other states that have these so-called stand your ground laws. Well, I did the research. It didn't take very long. It's pretty simple. And I found that in some states with, Stand your ground laws. There had been an increase not in homicides, but just in one specific category of homicides. Oh, details are so important. The category of homicide, justifiable homicide, which is oftentimes also called self defense. Again, the left lying to get their way. Uh, This piece continues. And it is from, uh, i get that in just a second here, folks. Sorry. Uh, the LehighValleyLive.com opinion page. And it doesn't have, uh, it's by an Express Times guest columnist that wrote this. So that's where it comes from. Uh, the writer says, I'm not against a person's Second Amendment right and all that comes with it. Every American has a right to defend themselves, but that right, like most laws in the country, has never been applied equally to all Americans. The Second Amendment was designed in part and has been consistently applied to regulate black Americans, and I oppose the bill because I fear that the application of it would disproportionately put the lives of black and brown Pennsylvanians at risk. Excuse me? Why? Why would that be the case? We know about emotion. This is an emotional argument, obviously, and a misinformed one. So Tom Knight looks at it and says the Second Amendment doesn't get, quote, applied to regulate black people. That's leftist bullshit, is what that is, is propaganda. That's literally the most insane argument one can make. Instead, gun control was passed to do just that. The Second Amendment makes it so that such laws are unconstitutional. That would be a benefit to black Americans throughout the country. Uh, Moving on, this is again from the same piece. Black gun ownership, particularly that of black women, is on the rise, which is a good thing. If they're doing it legally, it's a good thing. God bless them. Thank you, ladies. Uh, But the simple act of exercising their Second Amendment right can put their lives at risk. How? Exercising any right. Going to the store. Going into your bank to make a transaction. There can be all kind of things you do if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time can put your life at danger. And certainly not being allowed to carry a firearm isn't going to help you in that situation. It's not going to make it less likely you'll be shot, but it will make it more likely you will be able to defend yourself and others, and that's the idea. A perfect yet heartbreaking example of this is the 2016 shooting death of Philandro Castillo a black man who was shot to death by a suburban Minneapolis police officer during a traffic stop, despite having informed the officer of the presence of the fireman, despite having a license to carry the gun. Uh, That was heartbreaking. That was a tragedy. And a lot of people have criticized the NRA for kind of not really coming to this guy's defense and saying, what the hell he shouldn't have been shot. The NRA, they fumbled that one. Not, not very bright people, sometimes have been in the leadership of the NRA. Castile is one example. There are others of black men who were shot merely for possessing a gun. Armed black folks are always seen as a threat. No, they're not. It depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. If I walk into a store and someone pulls out a gun and and is starting to rob the place and, and whipping the gun around, And a a person, be they black, white, woman, whatever, pulls out a gun and and points it at the the bad guy and says, put your gun down. The police are on the way. You're not going to hurt anybody. I'm not going to see that person as a threat. I'm going to see him as a hero. And I want to be damn sure to shake their hand when it's all over. So this idea that black people are always seen as criminals or bad guys or threats is not true. Some people I see, and when I see them, there's something off about them. Oftentimes they're white. Sometimes they're black. Sometimes they're even women. Sometimes they're other races. But if I'm somewhere and I'm, again, I I believe in situational awareness. I believe in looking around and seeing who's around, what's going on. And sometimes you pick up that bad vibe from somebody, but it has nothing to do with their race. It's about their appearance and about their behavior. Those are the top two things. and other things get involved. Do they seem to be impaired? Do they seem to be angry and kind of menacing? There's other things involved, but race to me is not one of them. I don't think they really are to most people. Uh, what is common, he says, is young black man being arrested for carrying a firearm without a permit. Well, a lot of those are underage. See, with permitless carry, it wouldn't give a 15-year-old a 16-year-old right to carry the 9 millimeter around. That would not be legal. You would have to be of age to possess the weapon, and you'd have to have a clean record. So if you had uh, felony convictions, if you were not of age, you would be breaking the law by carrying it. And right now, they carry them anyway. So it's, it's not a matter of a criminal obeying laws, and it's not a matter of discrimination if someone is actually breaking the law while exercising permitless carry. Permitless carry does not mean anybody, any situation. That's some of the left's blah, blah, blah garbage right there. Uh, In particular, where there are no other charges, he writes, such arrests are disproportionately among young black men as opposed to whites. Most gangs are young black men. I would, and Latino too. Not a lot of Asians are arrested for that either. I bet if you looked at the numbers, you'd find that most arrested for firearms, no other charges, just carrying an illegal firearm. The gun is not theirs. It's registered, it has the serial number scrubbed off it, and they're probably underage and are probably in a gang. So again, you're, this person is conflating law abiding and non law abiding people because they're just not thinking straight. Uh, these aren't convicted felons found with a gun, he says. That's what I'm talking about here, either. Uh, but otherwise, law-abiding black men in their 20s who decided they needed a gun for self-defense. Well, guess what, genius? If Pennsylvania governor signs that law, or had signed that law, it would they would no longer be illegal for a black man in his 20s with a clean record, to possess a firearm. He'd be as, as right as anyone else living in the state of Pennsylvania of age without a criminal record. Do you even think about what you are right? my friend? Seriously. It's illegal for them to carry without a permit now because of state law. Conservatives want to change the state law, have a new state law, and they wouldn't be getting arrested for it. Well, this person is a genius. Tom Knighton says, if we're going to judge things by how they impact the black community, then how is this not some something to elicit concern? Constitutional carry would have actually kept these young men out of jail, kept their records clean. Additionally, I've seen no evidence that the constitutional carry has resulted in more black people being shot while lawfully carrying than they had, uh, had, they had been previously. Further, black people are also far more likely to be the victim of violent crime than white people. As a result, black people are also far more likely to need to carry a gun than a white person, uh, but may not be able to do so due due to permitting requirements. Again, permitless carry would address that. Okay. Uh, good piece by Tom Knight and thanks him. Thank him for bringing that to our attention. I mean, some people just don't get it, folks. They just never, ever will get it. They're always going to be on the side of gun control, they're always going to be against anything that makes it easier for law abiding people to carry a firearm. For me, it's very simple you don't have a criminal record, you're of age, then you can carry a firearm. That's it. Uh, You can't brandish it. You can't act like a nut with it. You can't commit a crime with it. And if you do those things, you would lose that right, obviously. But the need to go to the state and beg them, basically, to give you a a piece of paper, a card that says you can carry this firearm in this state. Uh, I, I don't mind concealed carry. But... I think it's more important for all of us to agree that the right to self-defense is a natural right. And anything that makes that easier for you and more safe for you in regards to the law is a good thing. So the person writing this editorial, wherever their head or heart is, they're missing the forest for the trees, quite frankly. And now let us move on to Kamala Harris. Yes, I know it's a boring subject. But Daniel Greenfield has a very important piece, and people need to understand the truth about Kamala Harris. And here's the headline of the column he wrote. Kamala stopped FBI from monitoring black supremacists like the Wakisha the K- killer. Uh, again, that's the guy who ran down 66 people with his SUV, killing six and had a long criminal, violent criminal record, and had been last released on a $1,000 bail just a few days before he committed this acts. Here's a piece. Two years ago, Senator Kamala Harris, who's now vice-presidente, uh, along with Senator Cory Booker, another brain surgeon, and six other Democrat Senate, Senate members attacked the Justice Department for monitoring
1: Black supremacists,
0: because there is no such thing. It's all white supremacists. The politician signed a letter falsely claiming that black identity extremist was a (laughs) fabricated term based on a faulty assessment of a small number of isolated incidents. In other words, it was racism. And they argued that monitoring black racists was racist. You can't make it up, folks. When Kamala Harris was running for President A, uh, the privileged daughter of a wealthy foreign student falsely claimed that she faced segregation in Berkeley, California. Of course, they still have uh, segregation in Berkeley, California. It's the few reasonable sane people who live there And then the moon bats the rest of Berkeley. Uh, That little girl was me, she famously declared, basically when she called uh, Joe Biden a racist. And she already had the the T-shirts printed up of the little Kamala Harris, the sad face. And you could buy a shirt and thus give to the Kamala Harris for president campaign. How convenient was that? In Wakasha, Jackson Sparks, an eight-year-old boy, was killed by a black supremacist terrorist whom Kamala Harris had protected because he had uh well he was the right color he had black privilege he had black supremacist privilege to be specific that little boy's blood Greenfield rises on her hands Kamala had joined a crusade by Senator Cory uh, Booker Spartacus, you know to pressure the FBI to eliminate the black identity extremist category and stop tracking terror attacks by black supremacists now look if there's very very few black supremacists and I wish there were no supremacists of any race frankly in America but there are, if there were very few of these then fewer resources would be needed to investigate them, study them look at what they're doing maybe infiltrate their their group, see what's going on, see what crimes they're planning. Wouldn't that make sense to say, well, there's not many, but they're still dangerous? In other words, shouldn't any supremacist killer driven by race, any group that divides by race and preaches hate and committing violent acts, acts of terror against other races, should that be of concern regardless of race? Of course it should. Later that same year, two devotees of the black Hebrew-Israelite hate group. Those are some wonderful people. Good God. I mean, you talk about knuckle-draggers. Good Lord. A racist and anti-Semitic cult. Well, they opened fire at a kosher market in Jersey City. The black supremacist terror attack killed the store owner, an employee, and a customer because they were Jewish an unexploded bomb in their van could have killed people a distance of five football fields away. That's anybody within 500 yards away, my friends. 500 yards, 1,500 feet. That's, uh, what, a little under a third of a mile? So if you were walking around anywhere, you could have been killed if that bomb had been detonated. And I don't think they had a bomb to not detonate it. Even though the terrorist attack happened in Senator Booker's state, he refused to acknowledge that the black supremacist hate he had protected was responsible. Well, he's a liberal Democrat. He can't do that. He's got to pander because he doesn't care about the country or black people or any people who are Americans. He cares about his own political future. That's just the truth. It may sound harsh, but it's the truth. Booker had previously berated FBI Director Christopher Wray for monitoring black racists. How dare you! When black people aren't free in America to target Jews with bombs, you've got to go, Christopher Wray. That's a very bad uh, Cory Booker impersonation. That language, you said, both ends of the spectrum, the the murders at synagogues, the murders we've seen motivated, he ranted. You said both ends of the spectrum as if there were actually is a movement of black identity extremism that's almost creating this reality. In other words, he called the FBI director a liar. Well, if anybody knows lying, it's Cory Booker. He's also an expert in empty suits. Another black Hebrew-Israelite terrorist attacker went on an attack at Monse Synagogue during Hanukkah, slashing worshippers with a machete, wounding four and killing one. A 72-year-old Chasidic Jew, I hope I said that right, who had been born in Hungary after the Holocaust tried to fight him off with his cane. The black supremacist killer smashed in his skull with a machete. A Green Party candidate and respected civil rights attorney fought for the racist killer who got off despite having Googled why why did Hitler hate the Jews. And he also searched on the internet, New York City increases police presence in Jewish neighborhoods after possible anti-Semitic attacks. Here's what to know. The Black Hebrew Israelite cults why did Hitler hate the Jews meme reappeared again in the internet history of another black supremacist killer. But please, Cory Booker says, move along. Nothing to see here, Christopher Ray. You and the racist FBI, get out of here. Uh, Daryl Brooks, he's the guy who mowed down people in Waukesha. Uh, drove his car into the Waukesha Christmas parade, killing six people, including an eight-year-old boy had previously posted a variation of the same black Hebrew Israelite meme claiming that Hitler was killing Jews to support the black supremacists. Pretty sick, I would say. While Kamala and Booker intimidated the Justice Department and law enforcement officials, the media had celebrated the vile racists. The New York Times described the black Hebrew Israelites as Sidewalk ministers who practice tough love, while dismissing their racist rants as blunt and sometimes offensive language, what's that wonderful really? Uh, typical of this tough love and blunt language, was declaring the Holocaust is a damn joke. Heil Hitler! These are the street preachers, the wonder wonderful people media. Yelling, how, Hitler on the sidewalk? And the Messiah, who is a black man, is going to kill you. I don't care if Jesus is black or white. He's Jesus. And I don't think you really ought to denigrate Jesus like that. He is the son of God, you know. And probably doesn't mess with lightning bolts. The media's laborious whitewashing of the black Hebrew-Israelite hate cult Begin when it falsely accused Covington Catholic students in Washington, D.C. They were there for a pro-life rally a few years ago. They accused them of racism when they were assailed by racial slurs from members of the uh, BHI hate group, Uh, the Black Hebrew Israelites, that's BHI, the Washington Post, which would end up settling a lawsuit for its reporting, oh, they paid heavy. Uh, Claim that the Israelite street preaching in parts of D.C., Philadelphia, and New York is commonplace—a so familiar, if odd, accent to city life. Yeah, that's how they treat racists. If you're a racist and you're a certain color, the Washington Post is down with you, man. They probably want to want to uh, give you some money or something. Who knows? According to the Bezos paper, Heil Hitler adds a, (laughs) oh, adds a familiar if odd accent to city life. Yeah, I would consider that odd. If I see somebody yelling Heil Hitler, my first urge is to punch him in the face as hard as I can. Maybe that's just me being an intolerant white supremacist, huh? I guess so, because the only supremacists are white supremacists, don't you know? Cory Booker said so. Kamala Harris said so. So it must be true, right? Representative Elon Omar, who I lovingly, and I mean lovingly refer to as the little ball of hate, who could never resist anti-Semites and racists, falsely claimed that the slandered students were taunting five black men. Uh, they may have been taunting, if they were taunting anybody, it was five scumbags. You know about scumbags, right, Representative Omar? In fact, I think you are one. Uh, There's a direct line from the New York Times and Washington Post lies about the black Hebrew Israelites, the suppression of FBI efforts to track black supremacist terrorists, to the rising tide of BHI violence, including a machete attack on a random white family last year. Tragedy was averted in North Carolina when the black Hebrew Israelite attacker, who had been lying in wait behind the house, grappled with the husband while the wife returned to the house, got a gun and opened fire, forcing the would-be killer to run for his life. Too bad she wasn't a better shot. Uh, What began with the media's lies about Covington escalated to growing acts of terrorism until it reached its pinnacle with the Waukesha Christmas Parade Massacre by a racist killer who had cited the hateful teachings of the black supremacist, black Hebrew-Israelite movement. And where was the FBI? You'll find that out. Go read the rest of the piece by Daniel Greenfield. I don't want to read it all to you. The man is a national treasure, and he is wonderfully exposing things like this. And what I always ask when I read this is, man, this is a story that, again, unbiased observer, just a person that, that would study news. You would think that reporters would be lining up to get information, find this stuff out for themselves and report it. You would think that CNN and MSNBS and everybody else would be just busting their britches, so to speak, to report this, to get their to be the first to break these stories. All I hear is crickets. All I hear is crickets. And those crickets, they don't have a moral compass at all. And apparently, neither is Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, and really much of the Democratic Party. That is shameful, my friends. Go read it all. Uh, DanielGreenfield.org. The title of the column is Kamala Stop FBI from Monitoring Black Supremacists Like a Wakesha Killer. Please go read it. It's good stuff, my friends. And finally... Victor David Hansen, writing at Pajamas Media, has a piece up, and it is entitled Third Worldizing America. This idea, and it's true, you see scenes all across the country, uh, generally in liberal areas run by liberal county commissions, city councils, mayor's offices, et cetera, et cetera, You can find it in Texas. Of course, it's in Austin. But uh, streets being turned into slums, turned into campgrounds, turned into bathrooms, turned into sewers. Uh, The release of violent criminals on very small amounts of bail because bail is racist. Again, this goes back to the covering up of the black supremacist menace who I believe is probably more active and worse than the white super, uh, supremacists. Uh, and really any supremacist, anybody who's plotting violent crimes and preaching for violent crimes, they need to uh, be studied. They need to be uh, surveilled, okay? In a recent online exchange, Hansen writes, the YouTuber Casey Neistat posted his fury after his car was broken into and the contents stolen. Apparently, there was a Barbie doll collection he had in there. Los Angeles, he read, was turning into a third-world shithole of a city. Well, you can't say shithole. Oh, no, well, that was only Trump couldn't say shithole. Anyone else can. Uh, the multi-millionaire actor Seth Rogen, who, oh, uh, he is a social justice warrior. Bitch boy in training. Give him some time. He'll be piercing his face, wearing weird fake tattoos, uh, identifying as a left-handed lesbian squirrel, and God knows what else. He is going woke all the time. And by the way, Seth, I would at least give you credit for making funny movies, but I still haven't seen the first damn funny thing you've ever done. I just got to say that. Uh Rogan claimed that a car's contents were minor things to lose. He added that while living in West Hollywood, he had his own car broken into 15 times. But thought little of it. Well, I guess, Seth Rogan, it might be because uh, <laughs> you're a multimillionaire for some reason because being funny is very, very profitable in America these days. Online bloggers ridiculed Rogan. A whole lot of ridiculing going on, my friends. No wonder the actor lives in a multi-million dollar home in the Los Angeles area, guarded by sophisticated security systems and fencing. Yet, both Niestat and Rogan accurately define the third-worldization, the utter breakdown of the law and the ability of the rich within such feudal society to find ways to avoid the violent chaos you're not safe anywhere after traveling the last 45 years in the middle east southern europe uh it's like the rest of europe they just eat more grits uh mexico and asia minor i observed some common characteristics of a so-called third world society and all of them feel all of them might feel increasingly familiar to contemporary americans whether in Cairo or Naples, theft was commonplace, yet property crimes were almost never seriously prosecuted. Uh, in medieval-type society of two rather than three classes, the rich in walled estates rarely worried that, that much about thievery. Crime is written off as an uh, intramural problem of the poor, especially when the middle class is in decline or does it exist. Violent crime is now soaring in America, but two things are different about America's new criminality. What is the virtual impunity of it? Thieves now brazenly swarm a store, a store, ransack, steal, and flee with the merchandise without worry of arrest. Hell, pretty soon they're going to be given uh, trophies to the winners and probably participation trophies to all the looters because, hey. Little Billy has a game leg, you know, and he still looted that store, so he needs, he needs a trophy too. Second, the left often justifies crimes as sort of righteous payback against a supposedly exploitive system. And how many times have you heard someone on the left call America exploitive? Think about it. So the architect of the so-called 1619 Project Nicole Hannah-Jones. Uh, Preened of the riotous destruction of property during the summer of 2020. She said, destroying property, which can be replaced, is not violence. I wonder if someone went and burnt her house down, would she consider that violence? Your house can be rebuilt, right? Again, this is such a dangerous idea that you... The left is excusing violent crime. They're not self-selling it. They're by God celebrating it in, in many occasions, folks. Celebrating it. They it's like they have orgasms when they watch it. It's it's literally an orgasmic experience, apparently, for some of them, when they see looting and burning. Not carrying the first damn you know what. About the people who own those small businesses, the people who work in those small businesses, and the people who rely on those small businesses because maybe they they don't have a car. Maybe they have to walk to the pharmacy and a little convenience store and a small grocery. maybe they have to walk all those places. How the hell are they gonna get food and things like that now? Nicole Hannah Jones, this idea it's just property and property that serves a purpose that helps a community I thought the left was all about community I guess they're more into tearing shit up now third worldization Hanson writes reflects the asymmetry of law enforcement ideology and money not the law adjudicate who gets arrested and tried and who does not there are 120 days of continuous looting arson, and lethal violence during the summer of 2020. Rioters burned courthouses, police precincts, and an iconic church. And there was also a frightening riot on January 6th when a mob entered Washington, D.C.'s Capitol and damaged federal property. Of those arrested during the violence, many have been held in solitary confinement or under harsh jail conditions. That one-day riot is currently the subject of a congressional investigation. Thought was it the capitalist property? I'm not excusing what the people did on January 6th. I wouldn't do that. Uh, but the approach against them is much harsher, much more severe. And then they let people out on a thousand dollar bail who literally were in jail for punching their girlfriend and trying to run them over. Something smells rotten in DC and in other large cities across America. It has a stench of leftism. Some of those arrested are still, still 10 months later awaiting trial, the convicted are facing long prison sentences. In contrast, listen closely, some 14,000 were arrested in the longer and more violent rioting of 2020. Most were released without bail the majority had their charges dropped. Very few are still being held awaiting capital charges. It's almost like, hey, man, you kicked ass at the riot, dude. You would have been my MVP in looting. I'm telling you that right now. Get out of here, you knucklehead. Here's 50 bucks. Go buy a burger or something. Take care. A common denominator, Hanson writes, to the recent controversies at the justice department cia fbi and pentagon is that all these agencies are under dubious pretext have investigated Amer- investigated american citizens with little or no justification after demonizing their targets as treasonous domestic terrorists white supremacists or racists in the third world basic services like power fuel Transportation and water are characteristically unreliable. In other words, much like a frequent California brownout. I've been on five flights in my life where it was announced that there was not enough fuel to continue to the scheduled destination. The plane was required either to turn around or land somewhere on the way. One such aborted flight took off from Cairo, another from southern Mexico, and the other three were this spring and summer inside the United States. Boy, I'm glad the Biden administration is really cracking down on oil production, making us completely energy dependent on other states now, other countries now, excuse me. Wow. Wow. One of the most memorable scenes, he writes, that he remembers is of Ankara in old Cairo or Algiers of the early 1970s where legions of beggars and the impoverished were sleeping on sidewalks. But such impoverishment pales in comparison to the encampments of present-day Fresno, Los Angeles, Sacramento, or San Francisco. Tens of thousands live on sidewalks in an open view, use them to defecate, urinate, inject drugs, and dispose of refuse. I think you know where he's going, folks. I think you see where this is going. This is all being done to America. It's not happenstance. It's not just wow, how did that happen? No, it's being done deliberately. And please go to Pajamas Media and read the rest of the piece by Victor David Hanson. Again, entitled "Entitled Third Worldizing America," and I believe this is about bringing America. Down again, the left believes in equality, but equality of destitution, desperation, and horror is the same as equality of anything else, right? Everyone's the same. People forget that equality means everyone's equal. And again, let me remind you what it takes to have equality true equality. It takes a government big enough, strong enough, powerful enough to crush every civil liberty you've used, thought of, or even dreamed of existing. And it's also about making sure everyone is the same. The same. Robotic. Destitute. Starving. Impoverished. Doesn't matter. If you're all the same, we have equality. And if you don't think the left accepts and worships equality and destitution, if that's what equality means, then consider Venezuela, Cuba, the Soviet Union. Consider those sitting in, uh, those Muslims sitting in concentration camps in China. Consider North Korea. Consider every communist nation that's ever existed. Yeah, that's right. No equality of riches and wealth and good times and everyone's healthy and happy, but more like equality of destitution, desperation, and despotism. I'm done, my friends. For this show, I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you very much. No long sign off. God bless you. Take care. If you wish to support the delegatorcom the Delegator Daily Thought Podcast, please do so. You can do it either website. God bless you. Take care. Go Gators. God bless America. And if you are left, you are never going to be right. That's why you need me in this show, my friends. Take care of yourselves. Be good to your kids and your dog. God bless you all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It's Doug Hagen for the Daily Gator Daily Thought. And yeah, I enjoyed kicking this pig.